0: This podcast does not provide medical nor legal advice. Please listen to the complete disclosure at the end of the recording.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Everyone Dies, the podcast where we talk about serious illness, dying, death, and bereavement. I'm Marianne Matson, nurse practitioner, and I use my experience from working as a nurse for 44 years to help answer your questions about what happens at the end of life.
0: And I'm Charlie Nabarrett, an actor in New York City. And here to ask the questions that might come up while listening to the podcast. You can also always send questions to our website. We are both here because the more you know, the better prepared you are to make difficult decisions at the end of life.
1: So please relax and get yourself something to eat and drink. And thank you for spending the next hour with Charlie and me in our warm springtime multiverse. (laughs) Even though it's 39 degrees outside, (laughs) but we do have daffodils blooming in our hearts. So we're going to journey on a different road this week, that of renewal and hope. Hmm. In the first half, Charlie talks to us about the March equinox and has our recipe of the week. In the second half, I'll be talking about change, loss, death, and rebirth. You know, all those kind of Easter mm-hmm.
2: themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And in our third half, Charlie has lists of likes and dislikes from Everyone Dies fans. Hmm. So how are you, Charlie?
0: Uh, as you mentioned, 39 degrees. It's not quite that cold here. Actually, it's it's a bit of, bit of a heat wave. I mean, it's like in the 40s. Uh, but it, it'll, it'll keep warming up during the week. Um, and, and to your point about the daffodils in bloom... Um, So it's been, you know, cool, a little cold sometimes. But I noticed uh, a couple of days ago there was one daffodil poking its head out of uh, my friend's garden. And now there are three. And I worried because it's supposed (sighs) to get cold again. I thought, oh, no, the little daffodils will be, uh, you know.
1: Well, you know what you could do is you could cut them and bring them in and put them in a vase and save their little tender hearts.
0: Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Thanks thanks for the tip. Um you know but the, you know but the other thing too with the with the weather there are a lot of uh, you know the cherry blossom trees all over the place and and some are you know coming out the buds are coming out and it's I want to tell them to to go back and wait cuz the weather's just a little goofy. So Oh well, we'll see.
1: But it is spring.
0: Yes, it is spring. It's still cold outside, but that doesn't mean our hearts are not thawing and eternal hope is not once again blooming. What else is blooming is asparagus, that spiky green plant that snaps when you bite into it and reminds you of all the springtime delights yet to come. Our recipe of the week is easy to make and serve at your next funeral lunch. One pan, balsamic chicken, and asparagus. Though the weather isn't screaming, it's spring! The March equinox arrived on March 20th at 524 Eastern Daylight Time. The March equinox marks the sun's crossing above the Earth's equator, moving from south to north at the equinox. Earth's two at hemispheres are receiving the sun's rays equally. Night and day are often said to be equal in length. In fact, the word equinox comes from the Latin equus, equal, and nox, night. For our ancestors, whose timekeeping was less precise than ours, day and night likely did seem equal. But today, we know it's not exactly so. The fastest sunsets and sunrises of the year happen at the equinoxes. We're talking about the length of time it takes for the whole sun to sink below the horizon. And there are also plenty more effects in play around the time of the March equinox that all of us can notice. In the northern hemisphere, the March equinox brings earlier sunrises, later sunsets, and sprouting plants. Notice the arc of the sun across the sky each day. You'll find that it's shifting toward the north. Responding to the change in daylight, birds and butterflies are migrating back northward too, along the path of the sun. The longer days do bring with them warmer weather. People are leaving their winter coats at home. Trees are budding and plants are beginning a new cycle of growth. In many places, spring flowers are beginning to bloom. There is an international celebration of the equinox, something we share in a primal connection to the bigger universe. The equinox is tied to Easter, which occurs the first Sunday after the first full moon that follows the vernal equinox. No matter how you view it, the rebirth of the Earth offers us all a second chance. It is spring and time to bloom. Mm. Yes,
1: I never knew all that.
0: Me neither. Well okay I remember kind of from grade school but uh, you yeah. yeah but you just you just take it for granted but it's, it, it's yeah yeah. So please go to our webpage for the recipe for one pan balsamic chicken and asparagus plus additional resources for this program. We ask for your support in the form of a tax-deductible contribution, so that we can continue to offer you quality programming. Thank you in advance for going to our website to make your donation, as well as following us on Facebook and Instagram. Visit us at www.everyonedies.org. That's every the number one dies dot org. Marianne,
1: thanks, Charlie. Like you're saying, it's spring. And the feeling that I have is that we made it. We survived the winter. My plants are growing. The koi survived in the the pond. And I'm really itching to get outside and play in the dirt. I was reading a blog on change, loss, myths, and death and rebirth by Terry Windling that really resonated with me, and I thought maybe, you know, we should talk about that today. We're all grieving something, and winter just seems like the perfect time to do that. Folk wisdom tells us that the sharpest phase of grief must be weathered for a full year and a day, and I find this really accurate, as though loss must be carried through all four seasons before its weight begins to lighten and life begins to go on. Each of the losses we carry begin to add up, and the weight of grief's burden can become really too much. Our bodies become exhausted, carrying that grief around with us. Death as myth constantly reminds us. It's not the end point, but a station one passes through as life turns on the great wheel of renewal. Each self, representing the stages of our lives, dies so that the next one can be born. Death and birth, endlessly repeated. We can't move forward with our lives or anything else, without these endings these little deaths these acts of letting go which would create the space for new ideas and fresh momentum in the mythological calendar the passage from winter into spring is the perfect time for giving our grief back to the earth one of the best known stories of death and rebirth is the greek myth of persephone who was the daughter of demeter the goddess of grain fertility and patroness of marriage. When Persephone is abducted to the underworld of Hades, the god of the dead, her mother grief causes the seasons to stop, love making to cease, and all living things to fail to grow, until Zeus intervenes and Persephone's return, but only for six months of each year. The girl has eaten pomegranate seeds in hell, binding her to Hades in the autumn and winter. Each spring she returns to her mother, and the greening of the earth begins anew. Now, there are also many carnival celebrations around the world that are rooted in older pagan rites, honoring the passage from winter to spring. Um, These are really... Anarchy, (laughs) these festivals. (laughs) They're riotous affairs in which laughter and satire are given a social outlet and a sacred context. Alan Wiseman describes carnival as it's still practiced in the villages of northern Spain. He says this is the one time of year when authority figures are ignored or mocked and the people reign. Power is concentrated in the masks thundering by, borne by the sons of the village itself, lashing the crowd even harder. Priest and politician alike must hide or be pummeled with insult and ridicule. The world is turned upside down and shaken until the established order cracks loose. Anything is possible. Everything is allowed. Humans transform themselves into animals. Males become females. Peons strut like kings. Social station is scorned, decorum is debunked, blasphemy goes unblamed. In neighboring villages, normally sober citizens drench each other with buckets of water. In Laza, they sling rags soaked in mud until everyone is reduced to muck. Bags appear containing ashes, flour, and most prized of all, fertilizer crawling with red and black ants. A frenzy erupts, the air filled with stinging, fragrant grime, coating each other with earth's sheer essence. Men and women throw each other on the ground and roll in the street. With any luck, the heavens will be shocked, and the new season will be jarred awake. Then, once again, day can steal hours back from the night, vegetation will arouse from hibernation, spring will heave aside winter, and what was dead can live again. To live in this world, advised poet Mary Oliver, you must learn to do three things, to love what is mortal, to hold it against your bones knowing your own life depends on it, and when the time comes, to let it go, to let it go. Like a myth, the great fantasy tales of our day have much to tell us about loving what is mortal and then letting it go. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings is about losing things you've loved. Frodo's quest is a middle-aged man's quest to lose something and to give something up, which, as you age, is what you start to realize is going to be happening to you. Part of the rest of your life is learning to give things up. Barbara Kingsolver writes, In my own worst seasons, I've come back from the colorless world of despair by forcing myself to look hard, for a long time, at a single glorious thing, a flame of red geranium outside my window, <clears throat> and then another, my daughter in a yellow dress, and another, the perfect outline of a full dark sphere behind the crescent moon, until I learned to be in love with my life again, like a stroke victim retraining new parts of the brain to grasp loft skills, I have taught myself joy over and over again grief will pass winter will pass the months, the seasons the world will turn we will learn joy throughout our lives the land lifts and sustained us and spring has sprung does any of that resonate with you Charlie?
0: no, no just kidding uh yeah (laughs) Um, it all does, except for the very last one, when, uh, when the, when the poet spoke about, uh, you know, eventually grief will, uh, uh, lift it does for some people, uh, but for others, you know, myself, um, it, it stays with you, but yes, seeing, you know, people know a spring light, a winter light, sun is like we said earlier. Winter sun and summer sun are two different things. So this sunlight, I don't know, just just makes me feel better. And while I I, I still grieve, it's not overwhelming, but it's it's there and it just helps soothe. It helps soothe, and it's it's very nice. Mm-hmm. But you're right, spring. What you're saying is the you know the rebirth the. Um a you know, continuation of good things, which you know, depending on your personality, you can make tomorrow the first day of the rest of your life. But yeah, thank you for all that. It resonated very nicely good. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, how do you let people know who you are? and I don't mean the police pulling you over and looking at your uh, driver's license, but just folks in general. Who you were last week may not be who you are today, because bad news can assault us at any moment, and the joys of a new beginning may be just around the corner. After reading Melissa Kirch's essay in the Times, we asked our listeners to send us their list of 10 things they like and 10 they don't like. These lists are ways we can get to know each other quickly, a shortcut to a certain level of intimacy. So we've rounded up a few. I'm going to read these to you. From listener D. Things I like. A hug from an old and dear friend. Bluebell carpeted woodlands. The sounds of lazy slopping waves on a sunny day. Laughing so much that my face hurt. Eating freshly picked peas. Things she doesn't like. Apart from all the obvious ones like war, disease, and such like, experimental jazz, manicured lawns, high rise buildings, bleached coral reefs, private seafronts.
2: <laughs>
0: Melanie likes writing poetry to express things I cannot say, people who respect each other's rights, watching Bella, my cattle dog, run and jump. A crowded dinner table abuzz with conversations. Reaching people as a lay preacher. Singing in a room with excellent acoustics. Challenging myself intellectually and physically. Dancing, preferably with a partner. The process of designing and getting a tattoo. Feeling loved and cared for. Melanie dislikes unkindness. Invasions of Privacy. Medical, political, personal, feeling vulnerable, dealing with numbers, smelling perfume, cigarettes, pot, or mold, inequity and, in, and injustice, the weekend sounds of chainsaws, lawnmowers, and leaf blowers, sexism, racism, homophobia, and transphobia, violence, nationalism.
1: Melanie, don't you? Yes. Like, I don't even know her. Yeah. But Melanie, I like you.
0: Yeah. From Marjorie, <coughs> some of my favorite things in life, juicy kisses from my adorable two-year-old great-grandbaby, one of ten of the great-grands, the love of my second husband, found him on Match.com after my first one died after 48 years together. The second one treats me like royalty. 18 years of wonder. How lucky is that?
1: Really lucky.
0: Yeah. Lots of strawberry ice cream. I'm 92 and still in good health and my brain still functions. And that is really good luck, right? Yes. Right? It is.
1: I like Marjorie too.
0: Yeah. Oh, this name is familiar.
1: I like D too. I like everybody.
0: Really? Everybody? No. That must be a tremendously (laughs) long, long list of uh, Christmas cards. (laughs) Now, here's a uh, name familiar to to us here at Everyone Dies and some of you folks. Sandy, our producer. Sandy likes forests, mountains, rivers, wildlife, wildflowers, whiskey, jazz, sci-fi, Crafts, documentaries.
1: You know, I never knew she liked whiskey.
0: I, no, me neither. And I, I like this about I, jazz. I know
1: all the other ones, yeah. but I didn't know that one.
0: Uh, I like this about jazz. Do, do you know what uh, what kind of jazz she likes? Like all jazz? or I don't know. I don't have to ask her. Okay. Okay. Sandy doesn't like, and don't get on Sandy's bad side, ladies and gentlemen, uh, loud people, rap music, narcissistic politicians, Reality TV, pointless stories, invasive plants and bugs, humidity, saggy mattresses. <laughs> oh, here's. I
1: like d Very much,
0: yes. <laughs> oh, this guy, Charlie. Oh, it's me. Okay, so I like top shelf liquor. <laughs> And and, and, and long time (laughs) listeners to the show know exactly what I'm talking about. So that's it for my list. Let's move on. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Top shelf liquor. Uh, Dinner or lunch uh, at the bar uh, where I can read and write. Live theater and movies. Acting. Empowering people. Solace. Jazz before Miles Davis went electric. Sex. Physical Intimacy and Long Kisses, Sinatra, and Nat King Cole singing Stardust.
1: Mm, you're a romantic, huh? I am.
0: Dislike. Beneath, beneath
1: that that leather core beats a heart ah, of romance. Humbug,
0: humbug, I say. <clears throat>
1: Ladies, Charlie Singles, so give him a call.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Marianne.
1: It's Charlie at (laughs) 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 EveryoneDies.org.
0: Okay. Dislikes. My dislikes. People imposing their rituals on others. Not giving children free time. You know, just to play and beat kids. Laws that protect the wealthy and institutions at the expense of ordinary people. Ordinary people complaining and not doing anything about it, such as voting. People who vote against their own best interest. People walking and driving while using their smartphones. A lack of basic education in America, including history. Needing a computer to write for you. Protecting kids from disappointment or emotional pain. Trigger warnings—they don't work, and they make things worse.
1: Trigger warning. Mm-hmm. Charlie's don't likes is longer than his likes.
0: Um. Yeah. I, it's funny <laughs> you say that. I just, <laughs> I just noticed everything for the likes. Is, you know, two or three words. Um, <laughs> not the dislikes. It's like jeepers. All right.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you for indulging me, folks. Yes. So thank you to everyone who submitted your lists, and you can check out our webpage for more of the lists that were submitted. And with that, thank you for tuning in for another episode. Please stay tuned for the continuing saga of Everyone Dies, and thank you again for listening. This is Charlie Neverett, and from the original Captain James T. Kirk, 91-year-old William Shatner while talking about his new documentary, shared his thoughts on his mortality, stating he wants to live every day like it's his last, admitting time is limited, and he doesn't have long to live.
1: And I'm Marian Matzo, and we'll see you next week. Remember, you can grow from where you are planted, and every day is a gift.
2: This podcast does not provide medical advice. All discussion on this podcast, such as treatments, dosages, outcomes, charts, patient profiles, advice, messages, and any other discussion are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Always seek the advice of your primary care practitioner or other qualified health providers with any questions that you may have regarding your health. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard from this podcast. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Everyone Dies does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, practitioners, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned in this podcast. Reliance on any information provided in this podcast by persons appearing on this podcast at the invitation of Everyone Dies or by other members is solely at your own risk.